This is Radio Influence. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. We're going to discuss a lot of NFL goings on, uh, some Buccaneer stuff and some stuff happening around the league as well. Uh, OTAs actually start today for a bunch of teams, uh, Tampa Bay being one of them. Uh, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, uh, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Uh, For teams that have new coaches, uh, they get an extra mini camp because they need one, obviously, in implementing new systems. But for the most part, you get 10 weeks with your team. doesn't matter when you start or when you end. So um, OTA start today. And basically, you know, there's no helmets. There's no pads. Um, it's a lot of working out, a little, a little bit conditioning. You know, as a uh, as an, a former NFL football player, when you come into OTAs, it sucks because first of all, you're not in great shape. Okay, you could say what you want. I mean, athletes are a little bit different now, but when the season ended in December, which it always ended for the Bucks when I was there, uh, from December to early March, I mean, you're chilling. Okay, you work out and lift a little bit of weights, maybe move around a little bit, but when you get into OTAs, you're in off season mode, so it takes you a little while to get back in. To it and it's it is boring as hell. You got to sit down and really go back to square one X's and O's, and it's boring. Something that has to be done, uh, some part of it. You know, they're not paying you that much money to do that either. So there's a lot of um, veteran players that are um, dreading it. And actually, there's a couple coaches, and there's actually like a movement going on. Um, you know, the the CBA is coming up. And it always seems like the coaches are trying to take, 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 and not just really the coaches, but the NFL in general. Um, you know, when the players want something, you know, the NFL has to give up something. And I guess Belichick and Gruden are lobbying for more time with the players. Um, normally, I'm on the player's side with this, okay, because... You know, I was a former player. Like I, I want the players to, to make out. Now, when I watch, you know, the NFL and the way it is, it's happening. It's it's night and day from what it used to be. Okay, and I sit and I talk to some of these young players, and I sound like the old fuddy duddy from the 1950s. But what they're doing is not what we did. Like when we, you come to training camp. And these guys reported on Friday. Uh, they have a practice Saturday, Sunday, no pads, Monday, no pads, Tuesday, they put on pads for one practice. Then they take Wednesday off. We came into camp Monday, three a days, two in pads. Tuesday, three a days, two in pads. You could keep on going until training camp ended. So you can't do that anymore. They're taking care of the players. I think that's a good thing and not wear them out. But uh, there's, there's two sides of that. A lot of times these players are not ready to go when the season starts. And I think veteran players are good. But the young players, you know, by the time the season starts, man, they don't have a lot of – they didn't pass a lot of licks. There wasn't a lot of hitting. There wasn't a lot of conditioning and getting your body ready for a long football season. So we'll see what happens with that. And um, there's a lot of things that are, that, are, that are kind of put in front of the NFL board that are going to have some changes. One of the big changes is they are going to start reviewing – 
pass interference, which I think is the worst thing they can possibly do. From one play with, with against the, uh, uh, the Rams and uh, the Saints, from one play, one missed call, it's a bad missed call, I get it, you're going to change the whole aesthetics of a football uh, game. You know, what's going to happen is the refs are going to start eating flags. That's what they're going to do. They're going to eat flags not wanting to make a mistake. And they're going to ruin a beautiful game. Now, the, the Saints and the Rams play in the playoffs was, a, was an egregious play. It was awful, one of the worst I've seen. But you know what's going to happen? People are going to start getting picky. You know when it's going to really get ugly? And let me let you tell, you tell you this. Most of the best receivers in the NFL push off. I'm going to let you know that. All of them. Mike Evans pushes off. Some of the best ever push off. And they, they get away with it every time. Watch what happens. The defense is going to go, hell no. Nah. Review. And the offense, and, and it's gonna, they're going to come back. you got to allow cheating in sports. There's always a little bit of cheating. If we review every play for holding, it would be ugly. It's not, it's not good for the game. Let the game flow. It's, it's going to take away from the flow of a football game. And you think it's going to be easy to reverse or uphold a pass interference call? If you put your hands on somebody 20 yards deep, that's pass interference. Are they going to call that every time? Well, if that's the case, it's going to be an ugly, ugly, ugly game. And it's starting to get that way anyways. So we'll see what, what happens with, with, with all that, you know. I just don't. I don't see it turning out the right way at all. I know they came up with some of the uh, projected wins uh, in the NFL. Uh, New England's at eleven. Well, where else would they be? Uh, Kansas City's at ten and a half. The Chargers at ten. The Colts at nine and a half, which I think maybe should be a little higher. I'd probably put the Colts. I put some money on the Colts to win ten games. I think the way they ended the season and with Andrew Luck being healthy, you know, last year they made it to the playoffs. And Andrew Luck, it took him a few games to get back into the flow, and he's going to be ready to go. Uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh nine. You know what? I'm going under on Cleveland. I, I, there's so much hype and hoopla. It doesn't usually work out that way. Like Cleveland won seven games last year, and now it's great. But it's been it's been a long time coming. It's, it just doesn't turn around that quickly. They might do well. I think Bacon Mayfield hopefully is is a real deal. But we'll see. Pittsburgh's at nine with Cleveland. I don't think there's been a long time since that been that uh, situation. Oakland and John Gruden six. I mean, John Gruden's going to his second year, and these people are projecting him at six wins. With all that money and this money spent and all those draft picks, you're still predicting for six wins. So all you Raider fans, um, I told you from way back when that ain't going to work. And right now I'm, I'm right. It's, it's very early. But you can turn a franchise around real, real quick. I don't think he did anything positive last year. Our beloved Buccaneers, they have us at six. Perfect. I don't know which way I would go. I don't think I'm going over, though. I think I go under. At the moment, because there's a lot of things that still need to happen. And looking at what has happened here in the offseason, and really all that's happened is we've just we've lost some legitimate football players. And we have not really, you know, replaced them with anything worth a darn. Now they're talking about Gerald McCoy being the next one out. Um, maybe they wait till after the draft to see if they get their guy. To me, you got to free up that money anyways. I think the money has to be freed up, whether you get a guy in the first round or a second round, whatever, because, I mean, I'm telling you, go back and look at the, the, the history of the Buccaneers with and without, without Gerald McCoy, and you know what? Somebody should do that. I don't have enough time or effort to do it. If somebody goes back, 
Go look at this Bucks defense when Jerome McCoy played and when he didn't play. And I'm telling you, I'm almost positive the numbers won't change, except for the salary. The numbers won't change, I'm telling you. So for a guy that everybody uses a word disruptive, they made that word up. It's sacks, pressures, tackles, hits on the quarterback, disrupting my ass. We give up the booty all the time. What are you disrupting? You ain't disrupting shit. I've not seen him disrupt anything when it mattered. When it's the fourth quarter, it mattered. I, if I said to you, what, what big plays did Gerald McCoy make in his career? I want to hear somebody email me if you want. Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Tell me what big plays Gerald McCoy made in his, in his career. But he's disruptive, and he's a nice guy in the neighborhood. Fuck all that now. Let's win some football games, man. Let's get an attitude of a bad son of a bitch, because that rubs off. Get rid of him. Bring me, bring me Dominic and Sue, all right? What did he do? Well, he has more statistics. He makes more plays, and he rubs off on other people the right way. Not the soft way. The hard way. That's what I want. This soft thing is getting old now. We're, we've been soft. We tried soft. Soft is not good. So... A lot of things stuff to happen with the Buccaneers, and unfortunately, not a lot of stuff has been uh, on the right side of the ledger, unfortunately. Now, the draft is coming up, obviously. Um, the Buccaneers have the fifth pick. Uh, I would say right now, I'm dreaming and hoping that they, they trade down, maybe get yourself an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman. Um, you know, get an extra pick. It's not about one guy. You can trade down to maybe 10 and still get a really, really good defensive lineman. You might mess around and you can get that offensive tackle from Florida. And right now, I mean, sometimes you, you, you bring him in, have him compete against DeMar Dotson. If he can't play tackle, put him at guard. Let's get him, put him on the football field. But let's, let's get bigger. Let's get nastier. We, we got to run the football because as of right now, our offensive line is exactly the same as it was last year. And our running back is exactly the same as last year. And our tight end is exactly the same as last year. Okay? So how all of a sudden are we going to be a great running football team? You saw what happened last year. People stayed in our backfield, and we could not run the ball at all. We really couldn't. So running the football, to me, is going to be essential for this Buccaneers and their, and their success going through this year. Now, with the draft, you know, the first pick, everybody's, um, you know, still talk about Kyler Murray as a first pick. Now, with Arizona with the first pick, what happens if Josh Rosen goes out there in minicamp and lights it up? There's throwing it all over the place. You still going to go get a five foot ten quarterback for what? So I think it's premature right now for just say it's going to be Kyler Murray because listen Josh Rosen is a year you know much more mature and you know you got the first pick in the draft and somebody really wants Kyler Murray and you could maybe drop drop down one or two spots and then you could still end up with a Bosa or Quinton Williams or one of these players like that I mean that's that's the way to build your team right there and not take a flyer and a five foot ten quarterback I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm not, but I don't think I'd be the one to take that chance myself. I, I wouldn't do it. You know, the great Johnny Manziel, when he came out, everybody's like, this kid is a warrior. And I was like, uh-uh, it's not going to work. No, I think Kyler Murray might be a little different. I think he's a little bit more mature. Uh, by the way, Johnny Manziel, I watched him this weekend uh, in the AAF. Um, he drove him down the field, threw an reception in the end zone, and then got knocked the F out, trying to make a tackle. And then he left the game. So, oh, no, man. And listen, when I seen, I played in the era with Troy Aikman and Brett Favre and all these guys that didn't miss not a game. Did they get concussions? Yep. 
Yep. And it's just players are built differently. Now, that being said, last year, the NFL is actually doing what they want. 16 teams had their starting quarterback play all 16 games. That's a pretty darn good statistic. That's half the teams had their quarterback play every game. So the NFL is getting accomplished what they want, which is keep the quarterback healthy. The year before, it was 12. So, the, you know, they're, they're getting that done. But there's not a lot of Warriors anymore, man. The Phillip Rivers and the, the Eli Mannings are all heading out. And it just seems like these young kids are just not the same. You know, we have Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz, great talent, but you can't, you're, you're never on the field, bro. You got to be on the field. Those other guys that I mentioned back in the day, they didn't leave the field ever. They were always there. So, so they, like I said, the NFL is getting what they want accomplished, accomplished. But this offseason, it's not exactly going the way I figured it to go with Bruce Arians coming in because when you look back at the offseason acquisitions, Bruce Arians right now is the best one. And I, we'll see how great his mind is, but uh, coaching sometimes overrated. Give me give me some good offensive lines and good defensive lines and we'll go from there. And I don't know if we got that accomplished, unfortunately. Once again, I appreciate you guys listening in. If anybody ever wants to email me, have any questions, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. I got a bunch of other podcasts as well, so go to where you get your podcasts and uh, bring my name up and uh, see what we got. We got a cannabis, we got a food and uh, a little politics as well. So you want to dabble in that, please do. Uh, 95.3 FM, 6.20 AM every day from 3 to 7 with Ron Diaz. Baseball season's here. We're talking about baseball, so uh, sometimes our show gets abbreviated, which is okay with me. So everybody have a wonderful week and uh, stay out of trouble. Go Bucks. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Sitting Ringside with David Penzer Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week on Sitting Ringside, we talk to Nasty Boy Brian Knobs, co-owner of the Legends of Wrestling. We talk about when he met Jerry Sags and how they went on to form the tag team, the Nasty Boys. And boy, does he tell story after story after story of the fun that him and Jerry Sags had. We hit on Ken Shamrock. We hit on his time traveling with Shane McMahon, their time traveling with Jeff Jarrett in Memphis. And what Knobs called the best time of his career, which is Hogan Knows Best. Be sure to download and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Sitting Ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.